Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, man. Good morning, Vietnam. All right, now we've gotten that out of the way. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Talking Sci-Fi. I'm Ian, joined with uh, joined by Mr. Lee Ferguson, as always. Hello. And we've also got Mr. Jared Becker. And Hello. Will Barton, are you there, buddy? Hey, what's up, boys? Good what's happening? Good to have you on again, my friend. You are Always the uh, be here. you are the crowd favorite, I think, from uh, from everybody. So you are uh, you're joining us again for this oh, man, episode. Right at home. <laughs> so we are doing our top five sci-fi quotes. What? What? Top five. What? Sci-fi quotes. Top five sci-fi quotes. All right. So, <clears throat> kicking it off, as always, we are going to do our shots. First shot. Number of one. The night. Number one shot. See if we can actually keep the count this time. That, that's yeah. This podcast, as I do when I go home sometime, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. You guys are on three, and you think you're on five, or you guys are on four, and you think you're on two. <laughs> right, it gets terrible. So we are, uh, uh, Mr. Ferguson. What are we shooting this evening? <clears throat> this evening, we're going to shoot ourselves a lovely liqueur, whiskey, uh, <laughs> known as Soco, the the Southern Comfort. That's going to be at least our first one. We're going to go a little raw with our first one. Yeah, we'll introduce something for our second one in a little bit. Mr. Barton, what are you shooting over there, sir? I've got, again, some of that lovely Wisconsin apple brandy. Oof. Apple brandy lover. You're going to have to send us a yes. bottle of that. I, I think we need to try that. I or think I may. Maybe we can get that from it's shipped in. Yeah, it's possible. I don't see why not. Well, let's, All right. let's put them up there, boys. Cheers up. Well, well, cheers to the, uh, to the cheers. listeners. Cheers. Appreciate you. Mm. That wasn't so bad. Tastes just like cherry cough medicine. That like I remembered it. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. Yeah, so <laughs> you look like you love it. It's terrible. Anyway, speaking of listeners, before we get into our episode, so we have gone completely international, according to our analytics. Global. We are uh, We're global. Baby. We have a full percent of listeners in the United Kingdom. We've got some folks listening to us in Australia. Czech Republic, Ooh. we've got um, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, yeah, some of your people, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, which kind of surprised me because Did you say Great Britain, Great Britain is in there. Um, I feel like we're damn forgetting. right, rule Britannia. It's South America, like <laughs> Venezuela or something. No, 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 I don't. Remember. Either way, there's like five or six international listeners, yeah. so that's pretty <clears throat> outstanding. Yeah, we're pretty. Oh, Germany, Germany's the other one. So very excited about I that. I hear fun. Really, Germany? Wow, Germany. das ist yeah. sehr gut, yeah, yeah. Das ist very good. Das ist wunderbar. Das ist sehr gut, sehr gut. Mm. Das ist wunderbar. Ich habe so scheiße. Whoa, Deutsch. Really? I'm impressed. All right, so let's kick it off. Uh, Mr. Ferguson, why don't you start us off with your number five? My number five. I'm going to go with. Uh, I think every single one of these have been in a prior episode of something other, but uh, 1968 Planet of the Apes. I'm going to go with the take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Oh, yes. Spoken by none other than Charlton Heston. Solid number five. Love Good pick. Charlton Heston. Good pick. Will Barton, mm. how about you? You go next, sir. What's your number five? Um, I'm sure, as expected, mine is a Star Trek quote. Captain Jean-Luc Picard from the episode of Peak Performance. It is possible to commit no mistakes yeah. and still... That is not a weakness. That is life. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's funny, I was looking at that earlier today, that quote, uh, when I was going over honorable mentions and stuff. That's a good one. One of my favorites. Clockwise to you, Catherine. All right. My number five. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. That was spoken by none other than uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by our, uh, I think, Lee's man in Jurassic Park. Mm. I was looking at that one off. Did you look at the top 50 sci-fi quotes Googled or something? Mm. Nice one. Mr. Mm. Becker, you're number five. Do or do not do. There is Ah. no rock. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's a good one. Good pick. Good pick. That's classic. Very nice. I have that in mind. Damn, I didn't have that in my top five. Really? Oh, my goodness. Game on me. Slipping up. Uh, my my number four. I'm going to go with 2001: A Space Odyssey. That's a 1968 film. Mm-hmm. Damn, we talked about that one before. Just you know, visuals in that movie is outstanding. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Nice. <laughs> one of my favorites. Nice. <laughs> that kind of sent a little bit of uh, shivers in my chill, spine because you know, you're just yeah. kind of sitting there watching it, and you see this, and you hear the damn computer, and you. Kind of know what's going on. You're like, oh boy, yeah. take it and over. It's worth it. No control. emotion whatsoever. Just, I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <clears throat> Willie B, what's your number four, sir? All right, mine is from the 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. So, a little backstory toward the end of the movie, we get, you know, we, we basically find out that Klaatu is from this, what is essentially like a, a galactic federation, and they have basically come down to tell Earth to stop screwing around. And his quote is, your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. We shall be waiting for your answer. The That's decision rests with you. That's a good good, good pick. Good pick. Mm. I feel like I've seen that one today, too. I saw a whole bunch of quotes. That was a good, That's a good one. That's a good Mr. One. Kaplan? <clears throat> Mine is, uh, is going to be coming from Blade Runner. Ooh. All these moments will be lost in time, like tears ah. in the rain, time to die. That, uh, the scene in and of itself, um, he finally catches up with, uh, with Roy Batty, and um, that is his last words to Harrison Ford's character uh, before he, he dies. Great and movie it was, too. uh, Great that, movie. that was coming from a, an artificial intelligence, um, to have that sort of oomph behind it and that sort of feel there, um, was uh, was pretty powerful. So that's that's my number four. Oh man, and only Rutger Hauer could have pulled that off the way that it was done. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Rutger Hauer, man, I even forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, it's a pretty decent actor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Mr. Becker goes to you next, there, Mr. Becker. All right, this is from one of my all-time biggest guilty pleasure movies. Uh oh. This would be from RoboCop. Ooh. Live. You're coming with me. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. I love that. Great. There's a couple quotes from RoboCop. Yeah, that's in like a top 100 quote thing I saw on Google or something. But, uh, uh, my number three is going to be, uh, I'll be honest with you, my, my one, two, threes kind of blur together. It was tough to find. No, one, two, three, but 
I'm going to go with uh, Star Wars um, Empire. And it's when Darth Vader is fighting Luke Skywalker and Luke finds out that uh, Darth Vader is his father. There's a couple words mentioned before then, but everybody remembers, I am your father. Mm. And then, no! And then he gets, he That's impossible! God, was <laughs> like a little bitch. It was pretty fun. Oh my God. That was channeling baby Anakin right there. <laughs> I'm a pod racer. Shut up, kid. Shut up, kid. Shut up, Wesley. Ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Will, what is your number three? Mine is from the 1954 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Captain Nemo. I'm not what you would call a civilized man, Professor. I've done with society for reasons that seem good to me. Therefore, I do not obey its laws. Nice. Nice. I like that. Nice. Absolutely. Solid, solid, solid. Man, this top five is going faster than I thought. It is going faster than I yeah, maybe I should, we should provide some frame of reference at some point. Maybe I'm going a little too fast, too. <laughs> no, actually, you and me seem to be the only ones referencing the movie title in the year. So. Well, I will reference more. <laughs> I apologize. So I'm going to break the uh, the mold here a little bit, and I'm going to call back to my favorite of the Batman movies, The Dark Knight, oh. and the words spoken by Harvey Dent. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I saw that one earlier. That was a good one. Oh man, yeah, it's such a good movie, man. That I, I that is my favorite Batman movie. Period. End of story. No argument whatsoever. And and to see the the character of Harvey Dent, his transformation into what would later be Two Face, was just awesome. Two Face. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. See him going down that path, and just the the darkness starting to consume him, and, and it just at that. So that line, that foreshadow of a line, was just perfect. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mr. Becker. Poet. Poet oh my fingers. God. Poet fingers. Poet fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I I believe this film needs no introduction on this podcast. It has been talked about at length, and it will continue to be. And that is Jaws. Woo! Yes. Uh, We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely fantastic quote. Super, yes. super iconic. Super, uh, just a great, great quote. I love that quote. Yep. Oh, boy. Number You're two, next. man. Again, you know, I just had a hard time with one, two, three. Um, my number two. I really should put this number one, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going number two. Number two, 1977 Star Wars. Mm. The the one everybody knows that's said, and there's really no yeah. point in the movie at any point in time that you can say that was said the best. It, it's May the Force Be With You. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really feel like I'm going to get that tattoo at some point in time very soon. But uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, that that Everybody says that damn phrase everywhere you go. So. That would be my number two, and it was difficult not to make that number one. Very difficult. Mm. Mr. Barton, what is your uh, number two, sir? Man, two and one were difficult for me, too. Like, I have a list of honorable mentions that stretches across my house right now because of, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, so the remake of Battlestar Galactica, right? You know, it started to really echo what was going on in American society right around that time because 9-11 had just occurred. The global war on terror had just started. And there was a lot of 
you know, social, I guess for lack of a better word, discourse on where we should go and what we should do, right? So there's a scene where the colonials are talking about how do they lead their government from there. And they're talking about the potential of forming a military tribunal to run the government. And Commander Adama says, there's a reason you separate military and the police. One fights the enemies of the state, the other serves and protects the people. When the military becomes both, then the enemies of the state tend to become the people. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's one of the most powerful quotes I've ever seen in any kind of science fiction, you know, movie, TV show, book, whatever, because it perfectly echoed what was going on in our society at the time. And it speaks volumes in regards to how our government is formed here. You know, I'd have to say, Will, you you have a radio voice 100 percent, because that sounded like somebody was saying that from the damn show. <laughs> I really did. Well, thank you. Very, well done. Glad to be here, fella. <laughs> Mr. Kaplan, your number two. All right, my number two um, goes to one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movies. That is not Star Trek. What? It is from Interstellar, spoken by Dr. Brand um, to Matthew McConaughey's character Cooper. The line is, love is the one thing that transcends dimensions of time and space. Maybe we should trust that even. And that um, becomes apparent when Cooper tesseract towards the end of the movie and realizes that he was the ghost um, that his daughter was seeing the entire time when, when they were interacting. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, so that is and, and that one, an incredible movie. It, it's, it's, it is, like I said, I mean, it, it's one of my favorites. Um, if we ever do a top five. It's just so, you know what? That movie was pretty outstanding. Absolutely, right? <clears throat> it probably goes down as one of the probably top 25 sci-fi films all time. Easily. If we're doing a top 25, that's absolutely in there. But the length of that film, it was so long. Yeah. Like, yep. they could have, I believe they could have shortened it up a little bit. I yeah. get I get what they're doing with, with, with the length of the film. <clears throat> they're, you know, it, it's all of this it's all of this mystique and it's all of these, the point they're trying to get across to you. It's, but it just gets so lengthy at points in time. It's like, and eh, we could have shortened that up a I little bit. I feel like if they shortened it, they would have shortened the wrong parts and a lot mm. of lost. Um, oh. I, I'm, I've never had a problem with long movies. Um, if they, if it continues the steady course, if it goes off the rails or if it takes a while to build up or if it builds up and then drops off, Interstellar was was yes in parts was slow, no doubt, Ooh, but it was a consistent, you know, story. It was a consistent line of. of I'll story give it that. It it held. Yeah, like, you're right. It held my attention for yeah. sure. Yeah, consistency was good. It's just when you look back and you've been sitting there almost three half hours, like, oh, what the hell just happened? Well, right I've I've said a couple of times that is one of the few movies I've ever finished, walked out of the theater, and walked back in. Turned right back around, watch bought two more tickets, and watched it again. You are crazy. Because yeah. I thought it was yeah. a freaking awesome movie. I loved it. Before we go to Jared's number two, we're more than 15 minutes in, and we're going to do our shot number two. Keep in track. I am telling. Are you? Because I did telling. last. Okay, we know we're on number telling. two. We're on number two. Um, you changed up our shot. What are we doing? I'm changing up the shot for our number two. We're going to go with a Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This is a single Ooh. barrel, hand-selected. Not just your straight rail 
bourbon here. So this we're is, shooting some expensive this stuff. This is some good stuff right here. Oh, perfect shit, perfect Perfectly warmed and aged on the countertop. Absolutely. This is, <laughs> this is your basic oh my $69. Goodness. Fancy guys. <laughs> bottle of Frontier whiskey. We are, uh, we, we, are, we are quite the upstanding gentlemen, you know, counter, counter-prepped uh, bourbon here. What they would have had on the order. Oh, yes. There you go. <laughs> I think on our second shot here, we should uh, toast uh, toast our guest host. Guest host. Uh, guest host. Jared, he makes it when he can. Yes. Appreciate you. Will Barton. Will. Love you to death. Love you having you here. Oh, so glad to be here again, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. That was so much better than that Southern. Mm. Ah, oh, speak for yourself. Oh, oh, God. Just lovely stuff. Fuck. No. All right, we're moving on with number two. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, that was excellent, Jared. If you've recovered, you're number two, sir. Gather myself. <laughs> Come on, lightweights. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so my number two is a little bit of a of a wild card, but uh, this is a movie that, like like others that I've probably mentioned in previous podcasts, it really uh, hits home for me. When I was a kid, I used to watch this over and over and over, and I loved it. I could almost quote the whole damn movie from start to finish. And that is the quote, my name is Inigo Montoya, and who <laughs> yes. killed my father. <laughs> I love it. Great oh. pick. Princess Bride. <laughs> love that pick. God, really Mandy Patankin for the win there. It is, because, again, I was Googling a lot of different lists earlier today, and that was in the list for sure, 100%. There's mm. a bunch of different quotes for that movie because it's amazing. But I love that movie. It's a great All day. the characters, and it's, it's great. Just That's one of those movies when it comes on, you can just watch whatever, because yeah, yeah. it's just goofy and fun. And Andre the Giant. Yeah. It's great. I guess that takes us to our number one, boys. It does, yes. All it right. does. 18 minutes in, we're on our number one. So... My number one, number two, it's very difficult. Uh, I kind of think maybe I should put this number two. I'm already second guessing myself, for God's sake. Let's just go with it. I'm going with 1984 Terminator. The famous line, I'll be back. Uh, that is oh, another man. one that everybody knows. Everybody knows that line. And I think maybe more people say that line than they do May the Force Be With You because, you know, they think that if somebody's at a party or somebody's doing a beer run. I'll be back. You know, they're going to go get somebody. I'll be back. It's, um, so that's probably, that's my number one. Definitely, uh, mm. up again, one and two, but I'm, I'm going with that as a number one, uh, all the time. So that <laughs> I read something here about the Terminator said, I might be back. They were going to go with, I might be back instead of I'll be back. And they had to change it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not the Why? same gravitas. Not the same I, gravitas. I, I'd no. like to be Bach. Okay. Yeah, it might be. Possible that I could come back. You know, if, I, if I'm back, I'm back. If you see me, I'm back. I'm not too sure, but I think I could be coming back. It's just a matter if I run out of gas, perhaps I can get an Uber. I mean, I don't think don't really cybernetic organisms aren't really dealing in, you know, maybes. Terrible. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> One way or the other, it's facts. Oh, my number one is done. Mr. Will Barton, you're number one, sir. Oh, man. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 1982. Spock has gone down into the dilithium chamber and realigned the crystals. They've escaped the Genesis explosion. 
and he's in that chamber and he tells Kirk, you know, I never took the Kobayashi Maru test. What did you think of my solution? And we know at this point he's dying. So everybody in the theater is absolutely losing their mind. And he says, I have been and always shall be your friend. Live long and prosper. And that's it. Gut Holy crap. You know, for an eight-year-old kid who'd been into Star Trek for a little while, and you want to talk about emotionally distraught. Worse than like our text, Atreyu's horse, sinking into the pits yeah. of the, you know, the swamps. Oh, yeah. That far more traumatizing to me as a kid than, you know, that horse biting the big one. Losing spot. We all thought he was dead, like for real dead, you know? Until yeah, the end was, of the movie. I'm was... almost more excited to get to all the honorable mentions than on the top five list of <laughs> since we've ever done this podcast. Oh I swear to God. I have just, I've got two of them right <sighs> all, right. That. all right. Well, all right, me... Mr. Kaplan, you're number one, sir. So my number one, Look, it's uh, it's it's got to go to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to redeem yourself. <laughs> Star Trek Generations. Oh, Captain boy. Kirk is on board the Enterprise B with Captain John Harriman, the green captain of the latest Enterprise, and they're on the bridge and they are uh, attempting to rescue um, the starships that are trapped in the Nexus Energy Ribbon, and he's uh. John Harriman looks to Kirk and says, uh, Captain Kirk, I'd be grateful for any suggestions that you have. And Kirk goes back and forth with a few things. And finally he says something, and I don't remember exactly what, but John Harriman says, um, but the gravity distortion, something along the lines of those gravity distortions will tear the ship apart. And Kirk kind of smirks. They're standing in front of the captain's chair. Kirk smirks. It's on my arm. And he says, risk is part of the game if you want to sit in that chair. Mm, and man. that takes my number one. It had to. Didn't even think that that would be your number one. It, it is to. on your arm. It, it should, have been a, a, should have been a... I good honestly good. forgot about that quote. That's a damn good quote. That, <laughs> that is... And, and I think I think my favorite part about that quote is I, his delivery. Because they are standing <clears throat> right in front of the captain's chair of the Enterprise. The first chair that effectively Kirk has not occupied. And yep. they're standing there. Harriman is is very like oh, I don't know what to do. This it's it's almost like that seasoned, you know, vet seasoned employee looking at the new guy, kind of that that smirk of like yeah, welcome to the shit show, buddy. This is what it really is, you know. Says it. Risk is part of the game if you want to sit in that chair. Oh man, and that it's is just so cool. I love that quote. Mic drop. What is that yeah. one movie where Will Ferrell is a uh, is a like a fucking go- he's not a governor, mayor or something. Maybe a congressman, and he turns to the new guy who's trying to run for congressman. They're up on the stage for the first debate, and the new guy's kind of she's trying to say stuff, but it's coming out really late, and he's kind of shaky, and he kind of screws up, and the crowd's kind of booing him. And Will Ferrell looks at him and he goes, "Welcome to the fucking show." Remember that movie? <laughs> movie he's bound and bound. I forget what the movie name of the movie. That? It's a political um, fucking. It was funny as shit because it's Zach Zach Galifianakis is the guy oh, Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Neam Leeson. Liam Liam Leeson. Leeson. Yeah, <laughs> Liam yeah. I have a certain set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last number one top five sci-fi quote goes to Mr. Jared Becker and his number one top five sci-fi quote all time is <laughs> Go. Well, uh, I know Will's going to appreciate this one. We're on the same page here. 
Awesome. So I'm going to go with the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yep. Yep. Bravo Zulu, brother. Hell yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. You stole my, you stole my honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, you stole my honorable mention. Son of a bitch. God damn it. So we ready to write a law some uh, honorable mentions there, Mr. Ferguson? You want to do a round oh, of man. honorable mentions and then go to a break? Sure, we can do that. We're That's almost fine. 30 minutes in. You want to do a counterclockwise? We no, let's just keep first. it in order. Let's just keep it in the order. All right, man. I'm going to go with uh, 1986 Aliens. We all know this guy. We love him. Uh, <laughs> that's it, man. Game over, man. <laughs> Bill Paxton? Yeah. That's our guy. Oh, man. That's such a great quote. That's such a great I'm going to have to watch that tonight after we get done. Vicky is. Hey, you know what? We're all good. We're going to all. I have nothing tonight. going on. Yeah, that's the greatest. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Will, what's one of your honorable mentions? All right, so I had to skirt the lines of what is technically considered sci-fi, but this fit into it because I checked a couple of lists. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love that movie. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can yes. take it. Hell yeah. Nice. Love it. Nice. Damn, that should have been a top fiver. That really should have been now to think about it. No. <laughs> Maybe we could have gone on a top ten. We can't break we're, our mold. We're expanding side ten. Side. Jesus Christ. Side ten. Wow. You're, wow. Nope. Nope. That's crazy Good talk, guy. man. Crazy talk. All right. An honorable mention of mine <clears throat> to the film Galaxy Quest. I mentioned yes. it a couple of times on the show. You're the only one that's mentioned it. Never give up. Never surrender. God. Okay, because I have Absolutely. a Galaxy Quest quote too. That's not that one, so good. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> get out of here, you can someone, son of a bitch. Can someone get Darth his Ventolin, please? <laughs> Somebody get him as a hell. That's an asshole. He's he's having an attack. The pollen count on Tatooine went up again. That's a douche. <laughs> Mr. Becker, honorable mention. This one, I wasn't 100% sure either if this fit into the sci-fi genre, but since Kaplan went with Dark Knight, I'm I'm justified in going with this one here. The better one. The better film. Ooh. <laughs> the original. <laughs> oh, Batman. The <laughs> Batman. Wow. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale <laughs> moonlight? <laughs> of course. Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's a very, very famous quote. I love that. <laughs> no lie, I don't care what anybody says. The best Joker ever. The yeah. best Joker ever. Yep, yep. Nobody you want to hit a break right now and then get ready for. Let's our do one more. Mention? Let's do one more. Right. I'm going to go back to Terminator Ooh. again. 1991, Judgment Day. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> yes. very famous everybody yes. says that just like i'll be back yes and, uh, one of my faves i do love me some terminator series but again when it went to three and above just genesis was okay one and two were, were the best three was just terrible it's like alien no lies yep. that is an accurate statement good sir yeah it, it's it and it was disappointing <clears throat> um like I was, I was really hopeful for three, and and when they kept going, one and Genesis two, one was and good two, though. One and two, two held up mm. really well. Three just started down 
I liked notes. Genesis. I liked the the tw- they put, um, but but it definitely the ones in between it definitely there. lost. Especially the one. What was the um, the one that they tried to do, uh, where it was like during the war? It was uh, Christian Bale was in it. What was that one? No, that was I forget that one. It was done. <sighs> but uh, it was Salvation. Yes, but that that was terrible. Lame. That was awful. I mean, everything from about three up was lame. Uh, Mr. Will Barton, your next honorable mention. Of course, it's another Star Trek. You know, yes, Star Trek Three, the search for Spock. They've rescued Spock's, you know, his body essentially, his hyper-aged body from the Genesis planet. And there's this scene, you know, a little backstory. So we always know that Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, like they're the trifecta of Star Trek, right? They're mm-hmm. the triumvirate. And we always know that there's this deep friendship between Kirk and Spock, but we really don't get a view of how deep the friendship goes with Bones and Spock until this scene where Bones is in, in the room with Spock's body and he's trying to get him to talk. Oh, yeah. And, he, and you see him break and he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that I've never thought I'd hear myself say. It seems I've missed you. I don't know if I could stand to lose you again. Yep. I mean, that right yeah. there is like you finally see like it's always been hinted at because they have this snarky back and forth going on. Mm-hmm. But that is really where you get how deep the love is for these three individuals who've been through all kinds of madness together. I think that's the first time we really see Bones come completely outside of that snark shell. Really yeah, good. That's good insight. <clears throat> good yeah, insight. Laid, laid bare, you know? Yeah, that was the, that had, that had some, uh, that had some oomph to it, to that scene. Cause hmm. you didn't, at that point, you really didn't think that, that McCoy, especially as, as regarding Spock could probably say something like that and be genuine about it. Um, yeah. Maybe you could, but but the, the the concept that he would be that genuine towards Spock and feelings of remorse and, and missing him as a person. Yeah, because uh, they always had that combative friendship, yeah. but you knew yeah. they really they did each other. Yeah, yeah. They're campfire buddies. Yeah, almost oh, definitely. That's true. <laughs> we'll regale everybody with a little row, row, row your boat after our fourth or fifth <laughs> shot. Please, for God's sake, no. We'll just go. We're going to yeah, some marshmallows. Yes, marshmallows. So <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go with uh, a movie that, uh, partic- well, a particular scene that you and I always talk about, and that is probably going to strike a nerve with our Navy man over there. Um, so what we're going to do um, is I'm going to reference the movie Battleship. Oh, my and God. And the scene where they are on, uh, they, they just got, their asses kicked by the alien ships and they're uh, heading over to the battleship Missouri and they step on board and they're all, know you know, exactly casting the, the shadow of doubt, casting the, the, the whole, this ship hasn't, you know, been, been run or operated in, in, you know, whatever, how many years it was or whatever. And you're the, the one guy that the senior officer captain guy or whatever is, is standing Star on the, the deck, movie. whatever the fuck he is. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that's interested good old in what's uh, his name? Yes, good old what's his name. He's standing on the deck and he's looking around, and all the vets are standing on the ship at, at various points on board God, the, uh, the Missouri. And the one guy walks up and he goes, "What do you need, son?" And all he does is, "I need to borrow your boat." That is amazing. thunderstruck, baby. Fucking God, that was a fucking epic movie. Oh man, I'm yes. up and I'm ready to fucking yes. tear down walls. Yes. So you know what? Real talk, people. Alex Cooper. Alex Cooper. 
people look at that scene and they're like, there's no way that could happen. There's no realism in that whatsoever. Right. But when I was recruiting and, you know, I was, uh, I did a tour of, as a recruiter, a Navy recruiter in South New Jersey, where I grew up. And one of our satellite offices was actually on the, the battleship, New Jersey museum. And when nine 11 went down, I can tell you, we had old dudes, old vets coming out of the woodwork, coming to the office saying, put me in. I'm God ready damn to go. Right Let's damn do right it. They did, Let's Will. do it. And honestly, <laughs> those old cats, they have all of that knowledge. If we were to fire up one of those old battle wagons right now, I guarantee you there are about 9,000 geriatrics right now who would come out of whatever <laughs> homes that they're in in Florida and lay waste to anyone who crossed their path. You put me guarantee. right in there too, my friend. If I check the path put aside, I'll be right there standing side by side with you sons of bitches. Let's Seriously, go. I'll Let's go. put my hover round up on brakes and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Jared, what is uh, your Jared last honorable mention before break, sir? So this is from one of my all-time favorite movies ever. Let's see if you can guess where it's from. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Lee's feeling good over here. Oh, that's pretty funny. Go ahead. <laughs> the quote is, And when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. Anybody know? I feel uh, like I should know that. And I, it's like right there on the fringe. Will? God, see, I God, I know it's it, and I don't want to cheat. Don't, don't say it. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Get it. What, what do you got? The oh, thing. Damn oh, it. Damn it. Yes! Oh, man. <laughs> damn it. God. We that, have failed. That, that, that scene is immediately hilarious, but then right after that hilarity, it sharply shifts to oh, the shit. guy next to him transforming, and they're all still tied up to that couch. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, they're all freaking the hell out. It, it's oh, it's, a, it's a crazy scene. What a great, I love movie. It. What a great, great movie. That whole movie that is, is a great, great flick. All, all right, right, fellas, let's uh, go to a break real quick, and we're going to come back, and we're going to shoot another. I got another. Uh, 12 or 15 we're, we're honorable be, We're going to be occupying yeah, the next seriously, time. Seriously, I got a list of them all, man. Cool. All right, bathroom break time. We'll, we'll be back here in a moment. Cool, cool. See you in a little bit, guys. Later, later. See you in a bit. They're making our food out of people. Next <laughs> thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You got to tell them. You got to tell them. Promise, Ty. I promise. <laughs> tell everybody. <laughs> Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent breed is people. Nice, nice. We used to have a different saying in the in the service. It was Soylent Green or MREs. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy MREs. Nice. Mm. Had many of those. My dad would bring them from time to time. Mm. So I wanted to lead off with a little with a little clip there, but uh, that would be Brilliant. my next honorable mention. It's a '73 film, Soylent Green, another Charlton Heston, fantastic <laughs> movie. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Will, you're next on the uh, honorable mention. Sort of skirting the line again because it's technically a cartoon. My absolute favorite cartoon of any time, Futurama. Oh yeah. My favorite character, Professor Hubert Farnsworth. Good news, everyone. And it's usually followed by something that's absolutely not good news. Like, <laughs> good news, everyone. It's a suppository. Now we know why you said that the first podcast yes. you were on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, My I favorite. You caught that. I did not. My know favorite was like, drama. 
when Fox had canceled them and they got brought back and he says, good news, everyone, those asinine morons who canceled us were themselves fired for incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> Love that good show. One. Futurama was actually pretty decent. I didn't dive into that wholeheartedly to watch all the episodes, but it was pretty, the first couple were pretty cool. Shame. Shame on me. Such Mr. Awesome Kaplan. Since you've been researching uh, while we were talking. Well, I had, I had a couple that I wanted to add. Just as say I'm something. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> From the movie Aliens. Oh, I went there. Yeah, well, it's fine. From the movie <laughs> Aliens, spoken by the beautiful Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Tail end of the movie. Beautiful. They're, oh, come on. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is a goddess, dude. Right, yeah. See, listen to Will. Okay? Anyway. <laughs> Get away I'll from her, you, you bitch. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> was that when she was? What was the one where she was in that? Yeah, that construction. Was. Yeah. That, was that was it. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's where yeah, she that got into the mech and went all butterbean on that alien queen's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. For uh, Jared Becker. <laughs> I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you stole my <laughs> That is awesome. Yes. <laughs> 1988. Great movie. They Live. That was the next one. Uh, I'll go next with uh, Wrath of Khan. And I think you said it. This is just what I thought the whole quote was. Logic clearly dictates the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yep. So I think I just expanded a little bit yeah, on yeah, your yeah. quote, but another a great all time quote. Yeah, I love that quote. And everybody says that when they think of uh, Wrath of Khan too. So definitely great film, great quote. Uh, Mr. Bill, what's your next one, sir? Oh man, so Armageddon, man. Mm, the scene where they're trying, <laughs> where they're trying to get home and nothing is working, and the character Lev Andropov, he's like Russian components, American components, all made in Taiwan. And he moves her out of the way, and he's like, he starts wailing, this is how we fix things in Russian space program. <laughs> now we can go home. I love that character. <laughs> love that character. Americans, bunch of cowboys. <laughs> bunch of cowboys. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just want to piggyback on that Armageddon one because I didn't have this Ooh. on my list, but since you brought that movie up, I also love the end scene where Harry is down in the uh, down in the tunnel in the core where they wanted to explode the weapon, but right. they couldn't remote detonate anymore. Yeah, I'm just stepping on it. They couldn't remote detonate anymore, so Harry has to detonate, and he's talking to his daughter, which is uh, what's his name from Aerosmith's daughter. Liv Tyler, bro. Liv Tyler. Smoking. Yes, yeah. Arwen even. Daddy, no. Daddy, no. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got to do it and save the world and such and such. So so they say, okay, it's a go. And then starting to fall apart around him. He gets thrown to to the right. And he has to dig and crawl his way back to the detonator button. And the one guy saying, hey, we we, we can override this and actually detonate now. And he's like, no, don't do it. Um, I know he'll do it. Uh, Harry doesn't know how to fail. And I love that, uh, mm. that I don't know how to fail thing. I think I actually incorporate that into my personal life at point in times, too. A little bit? Especially at work. That's a good like, We're going to get through this because we don't know how to fail. <clears throat> or this is going to happen. We're making this happen right now. So. Mm. Awesome. Mr. Kaplan? 
Well, since you've just trounced all over me as far as an honorable mention. I was piggybacking on <laughs> oh, We can have a new thing where we piggyback real quick. Oh, God. All right. Well, so another honorable mention. Um, and I, I realized that I wanted to include this sci-fi shows from the Orville oh. early in the series. Um, Captain Mercer and uh, Bordas are talking about um, Bordas taking some leave because he is going to have a baby. And he's talking about how deliver babies um, via hatching an egg. So in the tail end of the episode, or tail end of the, the scene, um, uh, uh, Bordas basically tells Ed, yep, um, you know, I, I, I have to uh, brute my egg or, or whatever the hell it is. And um, and Ed says, you know, well, take all the time you need. I mean, you know, uh, uh, whatever you need, whatever is fine. And um, and then he goes, and uh, you know, if you have another one in you, dibs on the omelet. And Bordas stays totally <laughs> stoic. And Ed goes, you know, I'm I'm just gonna stop trying humor with you because clearly it's just not working. And as he uh, as Bordas walks out of the office. Ed looks is now sitting by himself. He's looking. Uh, he, he sips his coffee and he goes, "I want eggs now." And it <laughs> cuts to the credit scene in, in the episode. I think that's that for me was a funny, funny line. The 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 timing was just perfect. And, oh, it was. Yeah, that that's that's an honorable mention. Good for vibes. Me. Good good vibes. Mr. Becker, Rhodes. Where we're going, uh, we don't need yes. roads. You son of a bitch, you just keep stealing our <laughs> That was one of mine, too, man. Me so sorry. That's an excellent one. <laughs> I love that one. Great series of movies. Another mm-hmm. one that just you can watch every movie in that whole. Mm, absolutely. Uh, I don't want to bring in the firepower yet because it's <laughs> the good ones, but I'm going to go with the 1984 Ghostbusters. Oh boy. So here's a, I think it's some it librarian that was laying down out of breath. Oh, I don't know. And he, and the, uh, it was um, Bill Murray. He's looking at her. He's like, Are you okay? Oh, I think he's putting her in maybe in a, it's like hypnosis or something. And she said, Yeah, I'm okay. And it's like, All right. I think somebody said something about menstruating. He goes, Alice, are you menstruating? And then the, the curator or the whoever is the guy's behind him goes, necessary and he goes hey back off man i'm a scientist <laughs> well we had some technical difficulties there ladies and Hello. gentlemen sorry about can you that. hear me yep, you are good to go amateur hour is in the house uh, in the basement. wasn't you it wasn't you guys it was me i think my internet crapped out there for a minute well we actually dropped spotify altogether didn't me oh really so well, so so because i have to work tomorrow my phone is set up to sleep mode which turns off apparently apps of, of whatever operating standards that you Spotify sure it was like a solar flare or Mercury's in retrograde. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So who did we leave off with? Uh, that's a great question. Fine. I'm going to just reset and go myself. Cause I think I did the Jared. I thought, I thought it was you, but I'm not sure. Oh, you're right. I did say, so Will, it's actually yours. Yeah, sir. Yeah. It's yours. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. So whoever wrote the dialogue for Captain Picard in Star Trek The Next Generation deserves some sort of an award because he has some of the best burns ever, man. Um, so the episode Sins of the Father, Jean-Luc oh, Picard is now the Chadich for Worf. And he's squaring off with Doros in the Klingon High Council room. 
And Doras says, well, then you must be prepared to fight something the Federation doesn't teach you. And without missing a beat, Picard says, you may, you may test that assumption at your convenience. Yes. <laughs> and you see, you see Doras, you see his eyes quail, and you know for a second. That, and that's the only time Doras ever squares off with Captain Picard directly again. He causes yes. a little bit of trouble every now and then. But at that point, he realizes that that is the F around and find out moment. You know what I mean? Yep. Yes. Yes. Very good. F around and find out. Picard <laughs> was a feisty little feller. Oh, oh yeah, man. Absolutely was. Feisty little feller. Kaplan, that would be your uh, next up. <clears throat> so my next one is uh, another Star Trek one. Wow. From, yeah, all right. From Star Trek Insurrection. Oh. Um, Picard and Admiral Dougherty are in Picard's ready room. And they're facing off about this whole um, plan about the Baku planet and the relocation. And um, they're going back and forth. And Picard, kind of standing toe-to-toe with the Admiral, says, How many people does it take before it becomes wrong? A thousand? Fifty thousand? A million? How many people does it take, Admiral? And Admiral Dougherty proceeds to tell him that he's ordering him to release the uh, Sona officers, fire whatever protest you wish to. By the time you do, this war will be done. But that line from Picard mm. really, you know, again, like, that like, like you a said, line, well, it just went forever to me. And <laughs> again, what was the actual quote? The actual quote was how many people does it take before it becomes wrong? A thousand, 50,000, a million. How many people does it take, Admiral? Now, I actually felt that that time. You put a little bit of energy, yeah. some effort into yeah. it. That oh, time. that's much better, Captain. Okay. That's right. what I wanted. Was that what you wanted? Mr. Becker, your next honorable mention. Platu Barada. Yes! <laughs> you actually said that, uh, Ian, on an earlier episode. Yes, when we were talking about them. I'm surprised you haven't said that yet. Well, I figured somebody was going to steal it. Jared! <laughs> So, now, are we referencing? Are we referencing the day the Earth sits still, or are we yes. referencing Army of Darkness? No, I was. I was going. I mean, in my heart of hearts, the Army of Darkness calls out. But, uh, <laughs> wow, that's actually funny. I've never even thought. Because then you got to say it like to Sarata. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's a really good fun. one. It's hard to one up yes. that. <laughs> this Evil Dead, that whole series is just—it's one of the best. But yes. Before I throw this one out, because I'm going to scream this one, this was a shouter, a shouting quote. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to do our number three, three shot, and give a little bit of appreciation to uh, Mr. Bill Krause who joined us. Very nice of him to do that. Yes. And we're going to toast Bill Krause who may or may not be listening to the podcast. Hope he does. Hope cheers. He does. Cheers. Hope cheers. There we go. Somebody throw Southern Comfort back in there again? What mm-hmm. happened to the bourbon? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, was, I was erring on the side of mercy. Oh. Good. Good times. Ian coughs every time you take a drink. It's like it's like drinking with a preschooler, man. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, William Hart. Actually, I didn't, I didn't cough that true. time. That was uh, Mr. Ferguson. Can we get this guy some, like, isomil or some diamond <laughs> or something? Uh, something, something easy. Maybe great flavor. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the 1997 movie Starship Troopers, which I love. Ooh, you bastard. And I love that movie. You know, anytime it comes on, I watch it at any point in time. 
and I'm going with the the guy that was leading them on the planet before he started to get devoured, and he shouts out, "Everything you got, come on, you apes! You want to live forever?" Yeah, yes. love that fucking guy. Yes, yes, one of my faves all time characters. One hundred percent. At least I got that out before somebody else did. Jared Becker, <laughs> I got that before you did. You son of a I'm bitch. Sorry. Oh, shit. William Barton, it'd be you next, sir. Man, see, that was going to be... I, I was actually picking a quote from that same character, Lieutenant Jean Radshack. So I love him. When he walks in at the very beginning of the war sequences, and they find out he's actually in charge of the unit they've been assigned to. He was this like, is for all you new people. Yes. I have only one rule. Everybody fights. No one quits. If you don't do your job, I'll shoot you. Yep. Welcome to the Roughnecks. Welcome to the rough. Rod checks roughnecks. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Great character, Michael man. Ironside, dude. Nobody could have pulled that character off like him. No, I think Agreed. you're right. Agreed. Agreed, 100. percent Mr. Kaplan. So, uh, my next honorable mention is going to go to the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. Um, yeah, boy. Admiral Kane and Adama have just gone near neck and neck. Um, deck. Uh, dogging it out between the Pegasus and the Galactica and they are in uh, President Roslin's office um, on board Colonial One and uh, Laura Roslin they're uh, kind of debating everything and Laura is, is sort of in a circular manner justifying Admiral Kane and says you know I'm sure in any fight you know the Pegasus would prevail and all you hear Dama utter sitting down is I wouldn't count on it yeah, <laughs> yes. And that for me was he knows his old girl still has some fight, and he'd stand toe to toe with this big ass Mercury class battle star and had no regrets about it. Oh, man. <laughs> some of his quotes in that show just Edward, Edward James almost is a, a treasure. He's an absolute yeah. treasure because everything the dude touches turns to absolute gold. Agreed. We're just killing these dipping sticks right now, I'm telling you. And you don't have. All right, we don't need that. It's unacceptable. Just us dipsticks. Pretzel. That's right, Scott Rita. If you're listening, we have pretzel sticks, and I'm going to take a big old bite. Mm, God, and the makers of us. They're so in good. Down Hanover, Pennsylvania. They're so good. Oh, best pretzels on the planet, man. Please support my business. <laughs> Jared Becker needs your money. And speaking of Mr. Becker, your honor will mention. See if you can guess where this one came from. One gunstar against the whole armada. I've always wanted to fight a desperate battle against incredible odds. Great. Yes. Love that movie. Love the it. last starfighter, dude. Yes. yes. Great movie. Mm. Man, we're starting to go through them right now. <laughs> I got like 50 more. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> we can just Google like hundreds of them right now. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1982 film. I can't believe it's 1982. Uh, where he lights up the finger, it's pretty much at the end, and E.T. says to the boy, I'll be right here. Oh, man, my heart. That was gut-wrenching. God. Him and that boy had a special bond, I'm telling you. <laughs> he and the boy. Love that movie. That, you know what? Uh, speaking of that, you said Interstellar. Me and my buddy Tracy years ago in 1980 when the movie came out, left that movie and went right back into that damn movie. We didn't pay, by the way. 
<laughs> you could just slip in unseen. But we watched that movie again. I did watch that movie twice. That's the only movie I ever watched twice right in a row. All right, Mr. Will Barton, you're next, sir. Man, I was just I was just thinking we used to do the same thing because we had a drive-in close to my town in New Jersey where I grew up. And I had <laughs> I would borrow my father's 78 Plymouth Fury, you know, that had a, a trunk that was 17 you feet threw, long. You threw everybody and in just the trunk. shove everybody that you know in there. So every time you opened up the trunk, it looked like a Ringling Brothers circus, you know. <laughs> I did no, that right. many a times. Oh man. My dad uh, had a Chrysler LeBaron station wagon. Oh, dude. And it had the third row flat with the pop-up third seat. So if you pop up enough where the seat back doesn't show, you could stow two or three people in the hole and pull it back down. Enough room. We did that a lot at the old Churchville Big M drive-in. With like the velour seats and the fake wood paneling on the side. You know, it's a shame that... I guess we're really showing our age, but it's a shame that a lot of yeah, young people don't know the value and the fun of an actual drive-in movie. Oh, they they were, I mean, the the community of people there, you pretty much knew a lot of people there. And everybody was doing the same stuff. You snuck in beers or liquor or whatever. You had the hot dogs or hamburgers from the stand. You knew the people that worked there. And just what a great time, you know, back in yeah, mid 80s is you know i think in the 90s they started all die off and it's, well we even, still even up to the late 2000s you know like uh when i was when i first came over here to kenosha for well i'm not in kenosha now but i'm across the border but when i was living in kenosha we had a drive-in theater kenosha. about two blocks down yeah kenosha yeah hey don't you kenosha, know there. yeah yeah but we had we had a drive-in right there and i remember watching star trek the the, the, the remake star trek you know the first one with chris pine and then iron man back to back it was when vicky and i first got married this was 2007 or 8 you know, and and they only just recently closed down about oh I don't know about three four years ago. Wow, really? But what a what a great experience! Seriously. It's a great experience. Did, is Benji still open? Benji still open. I was just about wow. to say for a bunch of old timers, I'm the one that worked at a fucking drive-in movie theater. The guy that just turned thirty yeah. recently. Yeah. Oh, you look at the wee lottie. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I worked at the drive-in movie theater for two years, and yes, they are. Still Were you there. tall enough to pee into the? <laughs> that, that trough because the barely but yes there was no urinals you had a trough no benji's had urinals oh did they well in churchville maryland back in the good old days we had a trough you just stood yep. side by side and pissed in the damn trough <laughs> there ain't yep. no urinals or urinals. you're pissing side by side it's them all hanging out okay who's uh who's next up will barton this one yes oh god me. all right so all right. uh sorry my next oh 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 my wife is home oh is it dogs are letting jared, us down. no jared went up to go to the bathroom and hey i didn't get a chance to go yet isn't it my turn jared went up to go to the bathroom is it what? will barton it's it your turn sir oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. we started talking about drive-ins and went into the weeds. all right lee wants to skip yeah, over sorry <laughs> um star trek 2 the wrath of khan the enterprise has gotten the crap kicked out of her the reliance is chasing her but as far as Khan knows, Kirk is still on the planet until those communications open up. And he says, Khan, we've tried it your way once. Are you game for a rematch? And you can see the colors oh, yeah. sort of start to fall out of Ricardo Montalban's face. And then Kirk says, Khan, I'm laughing at the superior intellect. Yep. And that's when you see <laughs> this guy who had been a dictator, a ruler of millions of people, lose his absolute shit. 
Ricardo Montalban had played that role nice and cool and suave up until that point, and that's when Khan came apart. It was brilliant. And it was the island. <laughs> that was the worst insult that he could have laid on that guy's feet. Like, I am laughing at the superior intellect. Basically, you're, you ain't shit, buddy. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm and still here. And hauls ass after them. Yep. Good, oh, man, good, what a, good we have a lot of Wrath of Khan, um, but more than I think I mean, any other single movie. There's there's a lot what? of really good shit out around. There was a, great, a, lot a lot of, of good quotes in there, yeah. I think that is taking the top down of uh, quotes from one movie. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I far. Would, I would All right, Mr. Kaplan, what's your next one? <clears throat> well, calling back to my favorite sci-fi horror movie, if anyone remembers that list, my number one was Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. So, my quote, Hell is only a word. The reality is much, much worse. It's a great movie. Good yeah. quote. Uh, that, because, mm, yeah, that, that, that line. Who, who said that line? That, that was the, uh, the guy that we, uh, the designer guy. Um, the biggest actor in the movie? Yes. Who <laughs> was Just turned that. straight up crazy nuts. Fuck, who was that guy? Um, from Jurassic Weir. Park. Dr. Weir? Dr. Weir? The guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, why can I hey, never that, remember hey, his that, name? Hey, that guy. Yeah. Good pick. I like that uh, very much. Mm. Uh, hey, Jared Becker, what's your next one? Hey, Jared, what, what's your next one, buddy? Jared <laughs> Becker's taking himself a little bit of a break. A little bit of a bathroom break. Uh, he couldn't hold it, so we're going to just move on without him. Sounds good. Like I'm going to go with a 1987 film, uh, Predator. One of my favorites, where um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is down, laying down on the ground, everything's going bad, and he, he hollers, run, go, get to the chopper. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of, oh. I just hear all the time, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. When he was in that movie, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, put oh that cookie God. down. Put that cookie down. No. <laughs> you can't, like, you see, you gotta love the guy's voice, and his accent just makes it a thousand times better. Absolutely. Because it's, <laughs> He's, you know, he was barely, I mean, when he did Conan, he could barely speak any English. That's why there's oh so few God, yeah. lines in there. But it's just, it's how he said, get to the chopper. <laughs> it's like a combination of power and constipation. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger, wasn't he in the uh, World's Strongest Man competitions back when that was oh, on yeah. television? Yeah, yeah I remember he was that. Like, he was like the weightlifter of weightlifters back in the day, man. Because they had a lot of Norwegian, um, England uh, competition. They didn't have a lot of Americans in that competition. It was a lot of uh, overseas people getting a Swedish, Norwegian, all that stuff in there. Yep. <laughs> all right, Will, you would be the next up, sir. Uh, man, so another Battlestar quote. Um, so there's a scene where Commander Adama and Lee are talking to each other. And it's, um, it's in season two, I believe. And, and the, the, the support between Laura Roslin and Tom Zarek is starting to fracture the fleet and flat, you know, fracture the, the officers. Oh, yeah, yeah, starting yeah. To... So Adama says, every man has to decide for themselves, which side they're on. And Lee sort of walks away and says, I didn't know we were picking sides. And Adama sort of under his breath says, that's why you haven't picked one yet. <laughs> I was like, damn, damn, dude. You know, just another awesome delivery by EJO, you know? That, yeah, good, good, solid pick. Mm. 
I can't wait to get back to my pick because I'm going to say something that I can't believe any of these other Star Trek people have said. But keep on keeping on there. Mr. Kaplan, you're up next. <laughs> God. All right, so I've got a um, winner. I'm going to throw out um, the dogs agree. Folks, that they, want, they, want, they want their say. I, I agree. I, listen, I understand. They do. So, sci-fi dog movies. Um, I'm going to yank another uh, another Battlestar quote from the Reimagined series um, from Razor. Who's it? Imagine because that, that series is fucking amazing. Let's That's what's... Seriously, yeah. man. How about something from the original? Yeah, right? fuck the original. TOS. Yeah. Well, no. well, well yeah. Let's, let's, not get, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Adama has just given command of the Pegasus to Lee. Um, he is uh, oh. overseeing the... Um, Obama gave Lee the I Pegasus? I said what? Adama. Jesus. Anyway. Um, so they're walking past um, Colonel Shaw doing her weapons exercise with the Marines and she uh, walks up to a Marine and, and he's uh, trying to put his weapon together and she presses it up against his, uh, his chest for fuck's sake. <laughs> Get him out of here. We don't need him. We don't need him. And she says, Ian Kaplan. Well, she doesn't say anything, but Somebody says something, oh God. <laughs> anyway, I'm, pr- I'm trying to preface the, the scene here. I can't help when it's something. I get it. We need better security. Will has said it before. We need better security. You really Bettle, do, man. We need better security. Anyway, <laughs> so she uh, she has this particular Marine um, put his uh, his barrel up against her chest and is saying, like, you know, would you bet your life on, on the fact that your weapon's ready or something along those lines? And when she pulls the tr- him to pull the trigger and the weapon doesn't discharge obviously she grabs a part hands it to him and adama adama and lee are seeing this and adama looks at lee and goes i didn't think it was possible to find an exo tougher than uh than salt high and then i said to adama well then you haven't been fucking staring at me oh long enough God. motherfucker anyway huh? all right <laughs> mount up bitch will understand jesus just like we're gonna mount up these shots i do i do number four this is number four okay <laughs> We are keeping track this time. Our number four, we're going to go with the the bullet bourbon again. Oh, it's only we're on number four. Are we number four? Ian has a half shot. Oh boy, number four. Are we number four? Weren't you keeping track? I've been timesing this by a factor of two. Then (laughs) I think we have some catching up to do. He's just going with it. Hey, hey, that's how I maintain my reputation as a miracle worker. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. That's so good. I love bourbon oh, so much. It's yummy. Mm. All right, so we're moving on to Mr. Jared Becker once he gets his wits out him. You're going to throw up or you're going to be okay there, Mr. Kaplan? Good. Good. Chris, yeah. Ian's getting ready to throw up all over my I'm table. Fine. In through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> it's going to be okay. In through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my quote's only got one word. Con! Yes! You gotta do that again. You gotta do that again. Con! There you go. All right, now I'll accept it. Did he get the the jowl shaking? Were the jowls shaking when he did it? There you go. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's great. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 1997 Men in Black. Very underrated movies in my opinion i think it's great science fiction a lot of mm-hmm. crazy weapons and crazy yeah 
1997 Men in Black, where Will Smith turns to what's his name and says, you know what the difference is between you and me? Cash is chiming in. I make this look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love me some uh, Men in Black. I thought the the first and second movies are pretty awesome. They do a third. The they, third was with him and the girl. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. That it was, it was, awful. was not very good. Wasn't no. Yeah, it didn't hold up. Mister Will, what's your next, sir? Uh, Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Oh, they have they have just come off the planet from their little camping expedition, and they're flying up to the Enterprise in the shuttlecraft. And Kirk, under his breath, says, you know, this isn't a quote, but it's, it's like a series of quotes, I guess is what you could call it. But Kirk says, all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. And McCoy, under his breath, says, ah, yes, Melville. And Spock says, John Maysfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bone says, are you sure? And Spock says, I am well versed in the classics, Doctor. And Bones, without missing a beat, says, well, then how come you didn't know row, 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 your, row boat? your boat? Are we gonna sing this song right now? Like, no, I think we're, we're not. We're, right not singing, we're not singing. <laughs> Let's row, give it a row, shot. Row, row. We're not I mean, we got we got bourbon. Row, you know, row, row, I go first, then Will goes in, then you <laughs> okay. go, then Jared. You ready? Oh, we're doing it in the round. Yes, we're gonna do it. Like <sighs> campfire. Ready? All right. <clears throat> yep. Row, row, row your boat gently row, down row, the stream. Row your boat gently, Life is part of that was magnificent. We just did wow, that. A, well, I guess we should a beautiful baritone, Mr. Becker has. Yes, yes. He's a Like a young Luciano Pavarotti. Three generals. <laughs> uh, who's up next? Let's uh, let Jared you. go. Ian? Because we oh, he one of his. Oh, that's right. You did on a pea bake. Uh, a pea bake? A pea bake. Uh, <laughs> a pea bake. A pea bake. You missed one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trailer park boys quote here soon. <laughs> Ricky, one of those words is real. Oh, shit. This one is from a film that I, another one that I loved when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it in a while, but I have a fondness for it. And that is, you must let what happens happen. Everything must be equal in your eyes, good and evil, beautiful and ugly, foolish and wise. Nice. And that is from The Never Ending Story. Oh, another great movie. Good one. Mm. I like when we start going on the fringe and out there. Yeah. That movie is very, very near and dear to me. I mean, that's a great film. That really is a great film. Yeah, that... The horse horse goes down in the face. That that scene... We hate that. uh, Not not one of my... uh, 
I was pretty ugly crying when I was a kid watching. Seriously, that. that'll mess you up as a child. You I know mean, that I mean? puts a tear in your eye now. Oh yeah. Why don't we just watch, we watch that? Yeah, I forced you to watch oh. it the other day. <laughs> we need to just stop watching this right now because yes. this is uh, absolutely making me tear up. God, that hey, that my scene. Hi, Lissa. Hi, Lissa. Hey, listener, baby. Hi, Lissa. No, you have to say hi. She's not going to say a you word have to because say that's hi. how she rolls. Hi. I don't know if she can Yay. hear me, but I said hi too. Cheers to Melissa. Cheers. Cheers, Lissa. I want to go with the quote that I really, and if, and if somebody here said it already, then I digress, but I'm not sure that I heard this yet, and I would have thought it's something that one, two, three Star Trek guys would say, but uh, live long and prosper. I haven't heard it. Isn't that the Quintus Star Trek that's the go-to? Live long I, I, I and prosper said it was long life. life. Remember? Right. Is that the response? He, 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 did he? Yeah. Damn it, Will. Yeah, I did. I did. Bro. What did I'm you sorry, do? Man. Is that one of your top five or just an honorable mention? It was one of my top five when Spock died. Okay. Well, were you paying been... attention to your boy? No, it's probably not for some <laughs> weird reason because I was thinking, I had this on my radar thinking, I didn't hear anybody say this yet. Well, radar is... Uh, Radar is right. in the fishbowl. Still a good quote. Deserves to be done twice. You know what? That's a good one. You can honorable mention twice off our top five list if, if need be. Mm. All right. Well, Will, since I uh, <laughs> back on you, you, you're the next one, sir. Go. All right. Let's see if you guys can guess. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Oh. Fear is the little death that bling, brings total obliteration. I will Great. face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. And now, aren't they coming out with part two, like, this year soon? Yes. Yeah, in the next couple of months. Now, that was, that was of course, from the 1985 Kyle MacLachlan, um, you know, version. Another with, movie uh, that is so Sean long. Young. But very, so long, but so good, man. Very, I mean, honestly, very good. It deviates so much from the book, and it's not really true to form to what Frank Herbert was trying to do in, in regards to like writing a, a book that was supposed to be sci-fi and like sort of a political, you know, Trieste. But man, what a great movie! <laughs> what a great movie! And of course, a young Patrick Stewart in there as Gurney Halleck. Isn't that something? Patrick Stewart's actually in that movie. That's great. Yep. But you know. Does he look that young? I feel like Patrick Stewart looks the same all through from that movie to Next Generation. Only in the Picard series are we seeing his age. It's like the, I mean, he, he didn't age from like 1982 yeah. to about 1999. You know, you look at him back in the original Dune. He looks like what's he looks his name for the, for the <laughs> dropping <laughs> the apple I'm, in New York. Uh, he looks just like that guy who never aged and just I'm, suddenly one day died on everybody. Like, oh shit, he died. Dick, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty sure he's eating children. So, <laughs> so my next, pretty sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow a cue from yours, Sharon. I have my phone at some point. I'm getting ready to <laughs> give it back to you. Wait a damn Stop minute. Googling, so you already have the list. So, but this one I want to play the clip because I'm okay. not going to do it justice. Go for it. Okay. So We're this okay is from this. Star Trek Picard, season three. We're going outside to be in, you know. Um, amateur here when we're being professional with clips. That's fine. But I That's led fine. the way with the, with the first clip. After the so first. here is Captain Liam Shaw on Wolf 359. Check. Hello. This is 
one life pod, ten seats. The thing is, we were all friends. They were all my Jack Crusher. We were. We were fight over who should live and who should die. Uh, we we waited for orders, and then finally, some lieutenant comes down and she just starts. Episodes and we're all going. Yeah. That guy's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yep. I'm running to, to the point where when they killed him off, I was sitting next to Savannah watching the. Oh shit! Spoiler alert! Did you give it the bullshit? Uh, I did. Really, everybody, I, I stood up, <laughs> looked at my wife, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! They killed him." My wife, and she, she goes, mean, "My wife," giving her credit. She goes, "Well, it is Star Trek. He might come back." And I was like. Okay, I'll sit back down now. Yeah, she's, she's got a good point. Man, I felt that loss, dude. Like, talk about a guy that suffered from PTSD and then yes. got through it. And then, I mean, Liam Shaw was everybody's everybody. Like, yeah. when he says, like, I'm just a dipshit from from Chicago, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I know this dude. I Like, I've, I've been this guy. You know what I mean? And it's, I, I think that that was the perfect everyman character because he wasn't the perfect hero and he wasn't, you know, somebody that was written to do no wrong. He was yeah. broken, like legit yeah. broken. And still, to his credit, was an excellent commanding officer. Yes. You know? Yeah, agreed. Like he caught, he caught all this flack for telling Picard and Riker no and giving them, you know, he basically read them the riot act about, you know, you're a bunch of freaking heroes and just because Starfleet loves you, blah, blah, blah. But he was a guy that loved his crew. He was not going to put his crew into any unnecessary danger. And... I mean, I, I've been lucky to serve under a few COs like that. And that, that dude was probably one of the more real Star Trek characters that have ever been written. Agreed. I would yeah. like to uh, say that we're either going to take a break right now and go another 20 minutes or so, which I think is we can because I still I have a load. Of, uh, oh, yeah, let's do it. Go, or we end in a, the next five minutes with about two more rounds. What do you think? Let's <clears> put this to the board. Will, do you want to go 20 more minutes? Do you think you have it in? Oh, let's do it. Let us do it. Kaplan? I'll need your phone a few more times, but yes, I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Make it so. So let's do a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go another 20 minutes or so, because I I certainly have a bunch of them. Kaplan's doing his research. I know Jared can just work off the fly, and uh, apparently Will Barton has about, like you said, 100 of them behind him. Let's do that break. I'm kind of nervous we do, you know. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit. See you in a second. See you in a bit. Later. And we're back. Second break. This is a long episode. Uh-huh. And it's a great this episode. Is, we it's a so great episode. <laughs> we should have known that the quotes, how many quotes are there in the sci-fi I mean, universe? Thousands of them. I don't oh, even know where we left off. Who is uh who would be I next? I think I'm next. Jared is next. 
But before we go, <laughs> fellas, I think we're going to do shot number well, where are we five. Going? This is five. Okay. <clears throat> so we're coming close to the end of the we, show. We are coming close to the end of our show. We're wrapping it up and here, guys. We still have a lot of uh, close to go. We could go <laughs> much longer. We can go another hour. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so who's going next? Uh, Mr. Becker? Mr. Becker is going All next. Right. We're doing we our do shots that, now. We're doing number five, everybody. Oh, we're going. Okay. Shot five. We're going to raise it in the air. We're going to uh, salute Slange. the uh, mm. listeners. Listeners. We should always be praising them. We love everybody that was on the show. Thank you. Agreed. For being Cheers, everybody. Uh, we Cheers. salute all the first responders. No. <laughs> That's a special episode. We're going to do a 9-11 episode, everybody. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Can we not? <laughs> I'm not going to be a part of that, because I'll just cry the entire time. So this is All right. Jared, Jared Beck, take us off, buddy. Next. So this is about as left field as I go. This is a movie I've only ever seen once, but I, I did enjoy it, and I didn't think I was going to, actually, when I first saw it. But I do like this quote that comes from that movie. Um, and it's Joaquin Phoenix that says this. Joaquin Phoenix. Sometimes I think I have felt everything I'm ever going to feel. And from here on out, I'm not going to feel anything new. Just lesser versions of what I've already felt. Is that from Signs? The Joker? No. It's from the movie Her. Oh, oh okay. yes. Okay, Her yeah. Out. Oh, okay. my God. That was Charlton Heston. I think you're mistaken. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my kind of a depressing quote, but it's also... Yeah, thanks a, for bringing a, the mood down. Hey, everybody. Start crying. Good times here at Sideline. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ferguson? Uh, I'm going to go with the fun one. Uh, Star Wars, New Hope. When they're in don't the Millennium dare. Falcon, don't they're shooting... Don't you fucking dare. I just stole it. I'm sorry. Luke finally zones in and gets a TIE fighter and across... The other side, Han Solo says, Great, Great kid, kid, don't get cocky. Yeah, or in the Peter Griffin version, Great kid, don't get penisy. <laughs> <laughs> God, they did such a good couch. <laughs> they did. Are we, are we just going to leave this couch here? I really love it. <laughs> All right, Will, you're up next for your uh, honorable mention. Oh, man. So picture it. Sicily, 1922. No, no. Um, <laughs> Thank Roselle you for Park. being a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. 1987, Roselle Park, New Jersey. Young Will Barton in the movie theater. They're watching the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, no. So Frank Langella played Skeletor in that movie. And the only reason he really did that movie was because his kid told him that he needed to. His kid was yeah. a huge Masters of the Universe fan. And Frank Langella, you know, he's, he's an Academy Award winning actor. Like this is one of the top tier actors at the time. And there's this scene where He-Man has finally been captured by Skeletor. And, you know, Frank Langella, true to form, is doing some like Shakespeare level stuff. And he's like, where are your friends? Where are they now? Tell me about the loneliness of good, He-Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? And I was like, holy crap, dude. This is some deep, deep stuff. Deep. I mean, you know, because it was Dolph Lundgren playing He-Man. And Dolph Lundgren was, you know, like, all I could think of at the time was like, if he dies, he dies. You know? If he dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, 
Drago. He had like six lines in that whole freaking movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but Frank Langella, man, playing Skeletor, that was epic. Absolutely epic. And I don't think, I mean, for, for if they were ever to do a live action Masters of the Universe movie again, performance. No, definitely not. Definitely not. You're speaking so of I Dolph Lundgren, has anybody ever yeah. seen the movie Doll Man? Oh, boy. No? no? I've never heard of it. Dolph Lundgren is a tiny, like, 12-inch man with a giant gun that kills everybody in one shot. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> it's hilarious. Nice. It's amazing. It's, it's, so he's a Marine, basically. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good fun watch when you don't want to think Damn. about anything. Damn. Oh, shit. So is that uh, is that next to me in honorable mentions ones? It just went. Hey, well, well, yep, that would be you. By Grapthaw's Hammer. You son of a bitch. By the sons you of Warren. You shall be avenged. Yeah, we'll just go past that. Well. <laughs> Damn it, that was my next one too, man. Like for real. <laughs> and what was that from, Mr. Kaplan? Galaxy Quest. Whoa. Yeah. I, I oh, love when, when he's uh, another Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy coming up. <laughs> I, I love Liam Leeson. I, I loved. I absolutely loved when they're in the dressing room before the commercial, uh, before the uh, convention, rather the panel in the convention. And he's like, "I won't say that stupid line one more time. I can't. Oh, I won't." <laughs> God, God, he was. I mean, we lost a great one when he passed away. We really did. Agreed. Honestly, what a, what a great actor. We, you broke the ship. You broke, you the, broke bloody the bloody ship. ship. <laughs> yeah, he was a really good actor. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's character repeating the computer. I'm doing it. I'm repeating the computer. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's a rock. It doesn't have a vulnerable spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, go for it, sir. What's Mr. another one? Becker. say that all the time just walking around the house just being, <laughs> being idiots to each other there are four thanks God. i used to love it <laughs> uh, like just another reason that patrick stewart is the goat man jean luc picard is the goat yeah agreed i would say so mm. on a side note jean luc picard captain kirk yeah Oh shit! I mean, it doesn't matter that it's a, a Picard generational thing. Who's Picard. our number one? Picard. I'll see your Picard and your Kirk and raise you Pike. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, All I right, think Pike's in the middle, probably. All right, I'm really? You said you like Pike. I love Pike. That Picard, Picard's my favorite. I'm going Picard. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a wrench and say what? my favorite character is uh, prequel Kirk. He's freaking amazing. Oh yeah, I love Chris him. Pines Kirk. I okay. absolutely love him. All right, mm-hmm. All right moving on. Data's my favorite. <laughs> Data dead. Moving on. You know, we're sitting on four wow. million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that is 270,000 movies built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> uh-huh. And we'll mention that movie earlier, and I absolutely adore that movie. Such a great yes, one. Yes, sir. Uh, that would be you next, Will. Oh man, I'm going back to Forbidden Planet. So there's 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 a scene where they the C57D lands on the planet, 
And the cook who doesn't have a name, unfortunately, other than cook, is kind of like kicking the dirt on this on, on the planet on all terrain. He's like, another one of those new worlds. No beer, no women, no pool parlors, nothing. Nothing to do but throw rocks at tin cans, and we got to bring our own tin cans. I can't tell <laughs> uh, you yep. how many ports of call I went to where it was exactly like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel that guy deeply. That dude was my spirit animal for for a hot minute, you know? <laughs> spirit animal, I love it. Nice. Mr. Kaplan, <laughs> you're up next. Uh, I'm going to stretch out here a little bit and go to one of my favorite Pixar movies. And it goes to The Incredibles. Right up the tail end. <clears throat> the line is, is pretty awesome. You tell me what my suit is, woman. <laughs> yes. I love Where is my super suit. I love that line. The entire Savannah and I, every once in a while, will just go full bore, and I will start that off, and she'll pick it up, and seamlessly we'll go back and forth, and it's perfect. I love that line. So like real talk, I didn't know that was Samuel L. In really? That scene. I was in the I was in the theater watching that, and, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, I started laughing like an idiot. You know what I mean? I was like, yes, because I was waiting for him to say, "Say what again?" You know? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny how Samuel L. Jackson appears in some sci-fi movies, and you're like, doing here? Yeah. But later on, you're like, oh, he that he's pretty cool. Is that? Oh, that? Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Becker. See if you can uh, see if you can figure out where this one's from. This is a uh, guilty pleasure movie as well. Barbarism is the natural state of mankind. Civilization is unnatural. It is the whim of circumstance, and barbarism must ultimately triumph. Oh man, what is it from? Um. <clears throat> oh shit. Uh, I, should, I, should, I should know this, man. Beastmaster. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Guild, God, that's so... a guilty pleasure film. That's one of those Sunday afternoon movies you can just turn on and just zone out. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe I didn't catch that because that, that's one of my favorite. That and, like, Crawl and... Yeah, Crawl. Um, those two movies oh, go hand in hand. Yes. I think oh, I absolutely. mentioned something on an earlier podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, and he's got the ferrets. And we were all like, yes. oh, yeah, the ferrets. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were all just, I think we were all a little plastered. Ferrets are but great. what we really meant was the Beastmaster. He had the ferrets. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. Uh, Mr. Ferguson? Uh, both great movies. Hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going back to Ghostbusters again for some reason. But um, so the female god is sitting on the throne uh-huh. at the top of the, of the skyscraper. Gozer. Gozer. Very good. And uh, she says, uh, are you a god? And then Ray looks at her and goes, um, no. Then she says, then die. And she just lasers everybody and they just blow apart and they're all screwed up. Then, oh, <laughs> of course, god. Bill Murray says to him after they try and get themselves together, Ray. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> you say yes. <laughs> oh man, such a that's a great movie, man. Definitely. Oh uh, shit! And the second one actually held up really well. Yeah, 
the third, like all third movies goes downhill with the, and you know what? I want to give some kind of shout out to them doing an all female cast. It wasn't terrible. It was the third, right? It was the female. It's the, yeah. Yep. So the third with the female cast wasn't terrible, but I couldn't, it didn't have the same Ghostbuster influence yep. that, that I felt. The remake, however, that I went to the theater to watch wasn't too bad with Paul Rudd. I'm thinking, because when I saw the remake, I said, uh, Paul Rudd's in the fucking Ghostbusters. Come on, man. He's a rom-com guy. He's the guy that's all in the silly ass, let's get drunk movies. Um, he, this is not going to hold up. Actually, it wasn't terrible. So, and did you see the Ghostbusters remake? Mm-hmm. It was it was all right for what it was, I think. You know? I thought the Ghostbusters remake was just okay. It wasn't fantastic. But I'm still trying to wonder why Ian Kaplan didn't come see the remake of the Ghostbusters. Oh, I swear to God, I'm going <laughs> to kick his ass when he doesn't stop coming God. in here. I have an electrician, everybody. We're hiring him to wire in the <laughs> ring system. I hope so. We're going to get so lack we're of gonna security get... disturbing. <laughs> we're going to get the so, air radar and sonar. We're going to get everything together to keep So can we... Out. Let's let's uh let's do two more rounds. And call it. Two more rounds, yes. Absolutely. All right. Will? Man, Guardians of the Galaxy two. So Peter and Yondu are having this discussion and Peter's like, You're like Mary Poppins. And Yondu's like, Is it cool? And Peter's like, Hell yeah, he's cool. And Yondu without missing me, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yondu is like one of my favorite characters. I just love that dude. And I mean yes. Oh man, you know we could go, we could go into the whole, you know, Yondu Peter father son dynamic all day. But that was a great quote. <laughs> that was awesome. So I'm gonna call back to um, the movie Lost in Space. Oh, great movie! And great movie. The epic launch scene um, where, um, uh, shit, um, the major is uh, at the controls of the Jupiter two. And they're just getting ready to launch, and everything's prepped. The Robinsons are in their uh, their their cryo uh, stasis chamber things, and um, they're in the countdown. And you hear the major goes, the major say, and the monkey flips the switch, and he trips or presses a button, and it starts the ignition sequence, and the ship lifts off. But I loved that uh, that scene and that uh, that line in particular because. Earlier, when the the colonel is trying to sell him the job of babysitting the Jupiter Two, um, he he's totally dead set against it. He he says, you know, any monkey in a, a flight a flight suit could pilot that ship. Why do you need, you know, me? So him calling back to that with that line was, was awesome. <laughs> Mr. Becker, we are littered with amateur. Technical fucking difficulties, this and yet evening. and yet we push on, and we, we do push on. We persevere. We damn right we do. We were with uh, Jared when he was saying his last one. Let's, Jared uh, Becker, go with that one more I'll time. Start from the top. Rewind. I believe if I were human, my response would be go, <laughs> go to hell. hell. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I always thought that was all. Awesome. Go to hell. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to go with. Uh, a Star Wars one. What? God, there's just there really is so many more. We went at the captains at some point in time. I'm gonna go with uh, a scene between Luke and his father 
Uh, Luke says, uh, your thoughts betray you, Father. I feel the good in you, the conflict. Darth Vader, <laughs> there is no conflict. You couldn't oh bring God. yourself to kill me before, and I don't believe you'll destroy me now. You underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Well, I knew he'd come in handy for something at some point. I had to have him at some point in time, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was one of my <laughs> favorites. Uh, God, I just love the interaction between him and uh, Darth Vader. Nice. That's a deep scene, man. That final duel with that 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 music of Jedi's fury. That's like yeah, great. Wow, man. That's that's probably one of the more deep moments in Star Wars, you know, cinematic history. Yeah, agreed. I still agreed. like to go back to that scene at the very end of uh, Return of the Jedi where. He's fighting Darth Vader. He cuts Darth Vader's hand. He's, he's, he's got him. He's got the best of them. I get that they're all both winded and beaten up. And then the Emperor comes and he's lightning. He's force lightning Luke. And he's getting his ass whipped. And he does it for a while, right? I mean, he, we see him for a while. He's getting an ass whipping. Yeah. Mm. And then Vader says, yeah, now this is not happening. That's my boy. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to grab the Emperor. And then so the Darth Vader gets the force lightning for about... 20 seconds yeah. while Luke's getting his ass whipped for five minutes with force lightning. Yep. It took 20 seconds for Vader to throw his ass over and then lay down and literally he's <clears throat> dying now. Yeah. From 20 seconds yeah. where his son took five minutes of that. I just, I'm still astounded by that. Though. Well, sorry. It's just a, you know, quirky no, it's story. just like a legit scene. Glory count. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My God. Very, All right. very good theory. I I'm a pod racer. Shut up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Right. Shut up, Meg. All right, Will, uh, your last honorable mention of the evening, sir. I wanted to do a funny one because it always cracked me up. Serenity, the movie Serenity, 2005, you know, the movie from um, Firefly. Yeah. Where Kaylee is like, going on a year now and ain't had nothing twixt my nethers. It ain't been run on batteries. Yeah. And Mal says, oh, God. Mal is like, oh, God, I can't know that. And Jane's like, I could stand here a little more. <laughs> yeah. so such a good movie. Was, yeah, it is a great movie, you know. That's such a good movie. Um, so I, I, too, I think I'm going to end on a, on a funny note uh, from the movie Paul. When uh, the special agent is uh, chasing them out of the old lady's house, um, and uh, he, they take off in her uh, her camper, and he runs out of ammo, and in the in, in mid magazine exchange, he says, "Motherfucking titty sucking two bolt bitch," and he loads the magazine back in his gun and takes off after him. That's probably I I love that line, bar none. That is. Uh, oh my gosh! And the actor—who was the actor that, that played the special agent in that movie? I don't remember who that was. Was that? Um, I don't uh, remember that. Anyway, his delivery of that and his character overall, but that line was just perfect, just perfect. Mr. Jared Becker, your last one. Radio. Who needs a radio? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not a sci-fi. That's just a general movie. Mom, I love. Bird, bird, lives in infamy forever. Uh, no, but I would go with the greatest uh, comedy movie ever made in mankind. <laughs> I absolutely adore that movie. God, that movie. Harry, I took care of it. 
You had two pairs of gloves this The man time. crush continues, Will Barton. We love you. Pretty That's bird. The kid's like stroking the bird, and there's a shit ton of like, 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 so, the my dead parakeet to a blind ship. We got no food. We got no money. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> this guy is amazing. Oh, Please come here and spend time with us in person. Crazy, come over here. We'll all watch Dumb and Dumber. It'll be a great time. Oh my god! You guys got to come to the Wonderfest show. We would, we would just yes. totally take that place. Absolutely. Over. Yes. I think we should do that. Yes. We absolutely have to, to hit the one. Yes. I'm going to so, go. My last one is going to be. Well, uh, blah, 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 blah. Was, <laughs> he's going to do his real one. Jesus. Yeah, that was that was a farce. No, no, that, that was, was the best one. That's just it is. You like topped that. everything. I'm crying. That was so absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to do a Fuck. quote from my favorite. Uh, and go ahead. I was going to say, uh, they don't want to be dogs. They want to be us. What is that from? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Those are crickets, by the way. I that don't. Cricket sounds sick. What's that from? The thing. Damn it! Why are you missing movie. all these things? I don't know, but because I, I love that movie, I'm crying right now. I'm God still... damn it! Mister oh, Diabetes himself. Damn it! Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> oh, all right, Mr. Ferguson, you're left. <laughs> I'm. Well, sounds like I'm gonna sell you a reverse mortgage out the bottom. <laughs> How long was he alone with that dog? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Uh-huh. I'll end it uh, with this quote. Revenge is best served cold. It is very cold. Yeah, it's very cold. Space. Revenge oh. is very cold. <clears throat> so that ends uh, the last of the... Wait a minute. Top... We do so have to give a shout out. Honorable mentions. We only did the sci-fi quote episode because of our good friend Scott Rita. And he delivered me only one quote. Oh, Scott Rita wants to get in on a quote. No, no, no. He, he, just one quote. Okay. One quote. And hmm. that quote is from Spaceballs. Oh, my God. How do we forget that fucking movie? And that God, quote. so many of them in there. Is when they're talking to Pizza the Hut. And they're laughing about something. I don't remember the exact scene, but his Pizza the Hut's henchman is sitting next to him, and he starts yes. snacking on on Pizza the Hut, and he goes, "You're delicious." Yes. yes. <laughs> so that was Scott Rita's quote. So, so I think we're about wrapped up. Will, thank you again for joining us this evening. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for having me. Bro, guys. you're always brother. a pleasure. God damn it, you're amazing. It's so you're hilarious. You're just oh, man. You fit right in the bill here. Thank you guys. Here's Anytime. Ever. Always glad to be here. Love that you're Always a pleasure, here. guys. It's fantastic. Uh, so this was this is definitely a memorable one. Man, this could have yeah. gone on another this hour. Gone another yeah, hour. This one was way, way longer than I expected. Actually. So if you're following the podcast, we are on Apple, we are on Spotify. Join did us you on Facebook. Spotify. I did say which Spotify. Is probably the one uh, streaming service that we're big on because we want to Spotify for a second, don't we? Spotify for podcasters, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we use. We're giving in and we're talking about Spotify because they want us to talk about them. Will, we're streaming <laughs> through Spotify. It's we're, the biggest one. It's, it's the biggest one. It's, it's huge, huge, huge. It's in fantastic. Space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> oh, Spotify is freaking Spotify. awesome, you guys. It's we, awesome. 
we've again outlasted our exit music, but I will <laughs> say to you, Mr. Ferguson, live long and prosper. Mr. Kaplan, may the force be with you. Kapa. Will, what do you got? Give us a good may one. The wind be ever at your backs. Uh-huh. Awesome. Stations, please. Until next time, Will. Good night, everybody. Until next time, boys. Have a good night. Good night.